Are you an accredited investor looking for a new opportunity to generate passive income and build the retirement of your dreams? Then elevate your investment game with Viking Capital, where wealth meets wisdom. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just starting out, Viking Capital can help guide you towards financial freedom through passive real estate investing. With strong and transparent underwriting, Viking identifies low-risk opportunities with the goal of preserving investor capital and maximizing long-term growth potential. And their accessible and responsive investor relations team will help you understand how each investment will impact your unique financial goals. With $800 million in assets acquired, more than $230 million in equity raised, and more than 5,000 units under management, Viking Capital is your path to early retirement. To learn about Viking Capital's latest investment opportunity, which is available for you right now, visit go.vikingcapllc.com forward slash best. That's go.vikingcapllc.com forward slash best to get started today. Did you know that within a decade, women will hold $30 trillion in investable assets? Yet somehow, only 19% of women reported feeling confident in selecting investments that align with their long-term goals. Our friends at InvestHer are out to change that. InvestHerCon is the number one premier conference for women in real estate, and it's happening June 2nd through the 4th in Austin, Texas. InvestHerCon is not just another real estate conference. It's a transformational experience focused on real estate investing, business strategies, and self-care tactics all designed to help women take control of their financial futures. Gain the knowledge and skills you need to grow your portfolio and build a sustainable business, all while connecting with over 500 women who are playing at the same level. To learn more and to get your tickets, visit InvestHerCon.com today and use the code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. That's InvestHer, H-E-R, Con.com, Promo code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. Quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to bestevershow.com. Start off small, something that's got a nice visibility, but don't be scared of that stuff because commercial to me is a lot easier to maintain it's a longer lease and really i think it's easier to make your money back on the commercial side welcome to the best ever show the world's longest running daily commercial real estate podcast our hosts interview commercial real estate experts every day to get you the best advice ever with none of the fluffy stuff hello best ever listeners welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show i'm ash patel and i'm with today's guest pete montgomery Pete is joining us from Cincinnati, Ohio. He is a second-time guest on the Best Ever Podcast. If you Google Joe Fairless and Pete Montgomery, his episodes will pop up. Pete is a broker of retail development at CMC Properties, which has owned and managed thousands of apartments, offices, and retail stores. When CMC selects a site that they're going to build on, Pete prospects potential commercial tenants. Pete's portfolio consists of numerous mixed-use developments, and currently projects in Hamilton, Ohio, and he's scouting for his next location. Pete, thank you so much for joining us, and how are you today? I'm great, Ash. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing great, and thanks for coming back for a second time. Pete, before we get started, can you give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on now? Sure. So I've been in real estate for about 10 years now. I started on the residential side, quickly realized that was not for me, 
and moved to the commercial side. Now, and with CMC going on about 11 years, we are into mixed-use development, and that's kind of my forte. I go out and help prospect for cities that we want to build in next, as well as potential retail commercial tenants that would go into our mixed-use projects. So currently right now, we are on a project called Rossville Flats in Hamilton, Ohio. Hamilton, Ohio is very hot right now. One reason, due to the Spooky Nook Sports Club that has just opened the largest sports indoor facility in the country. Let's dive into that. Hamilton is 30 minutes from where I live. It's really 20 minutes from Cincinnati, and nobody knows this is going on. Literally, nobody knows the largest sports complex in North America is 20 minutes outside of our door. And I've talked to people up until a few days ago. Nobody's heard about this. How did you guys get the jump on this? And how did you know Hamilton was going to become a hotspot? Well, we didn't know that Hamilton was going to become a hotspot. Actually, Hamilton had a pretty bad reputation. It started with a city manager named Joshua Smith, and he approached us and said, hey, I know this sounds crazy, but we want to put a mixed-use development in downtown Hamilton. He said there is potential of this works complex coming called Spooky Nook. We had never heard of it at that point. It was out in Pennsylvania. It was currently the largest in the country, but it's in Pennsylvania, and it was not on our radar at all. So we were intrigued. They showed us the development site, which was a former hospital, and said, we've seen the potential. It was right next to a river, right by the bike trail. We said, this is kind of our MO. We like it. But again, Hamilton had a pretty seedy reputation at the time. So Mr. Cohen, my boss, asked me what I thought. And I thought, well, if anybody can make it happen, we can make it happen. And we ended up acquiring the land from the city. And they were absolutely great to work with. We ended up doing our first mixed-use development there on the whim that maybe the sports complex would come, maybe it wouldn't. Luckily for us, we won because it did get approved. So now Hamilton is probably the hottest city that is the best-kept secret in the tri-state. Pete, you guys roll the dice on this one big time. You're developing a $100 million property or so. Our developments are a little smaller, but we're about a 20 to $25 million development. But this will be our second one coming in that we just broke ground on. So by the time we're done, we'll, we'll be in the hundreds. But we did roll the dice. Even to spend that significant amount, 20 to $25 million, especially in a city that nobody would touch. So it was a big risk for us. Has there been a time in your experience where you've rolled the dice or you've worked with a company that rolled the dice and lost? I'll be honest with you, and I can't take the credit for this. Mr. Cohen, again, has this foresight that, hey, we're going to go into a downtown. It has to be historic. It has to have some of the original buildings. It has to look like a downtown. And we're going to take that sleepy downtown that everybody passes through every day and says, this is a great downtown. There's nothing here. And he decided this is going to be our new forte. And we are going to build in these downtowns. And we absolutely have had a home run on every site that we've built in thus far. Really, I, I can't say anything negative about it at all because every time we build something there, the town changes within 12 months. It's one of the hottest cities around. So everything we've touched so far has been luckily gone our way. Hopefully that continues, but you know how it is. But so far, so good. Yeah, and I can vouch for that. I've seen everywhere you guys go, Everybody else wants to be there a year later. You guys are the catalysts. So the city manager reached out to you. I would imagine every city manager reaches out to you guys and says, hey, we want a mixed-use development like you did in these five other towns. You look for river, bike trail, 
historic buildings. What are other aspects that you look for that maybe some of our best ever listeners can look for in places that they're going to invest? Is there a certain demographic, job growth, traffic count, household income? To be honest with you, it's going to be definitely the job count. It's going to be the city plan is what we look for. But to be honest with you, it's more of its location. You definitely got to have a city plan that's aggressive. And it's also the people that are in the city, on city council, city manager, mayor, everybody has to be on the same page. We don't really care about the demographics so much as just the location and the willingness to work with us. Again, RMO, it has to be a downtown that's got some historic value to it. It's got to have the original buildings. We like that coolness, that area where people are like, this is a great downtown, but we have to drive five miles to go get a steak or we want to get this street taco, but we have to go and spend money outside of our own city. So we try to look for things like that. And not everything's going to be a home run, but when you build it, I'm telling you, it changes everybody's outlook. And it starts from the inside with the city council, with the city manager. Everybody has to be on the same page. And in this case, proximity to interstates is not one of the criteria because Hamilton, it's not easy to get to. There's no interstates that are running through it. It's not the easiest place to get to. It's not. Now, that's what I'm getting at. So the good thing about Hamilton is, one, the sports complex, being the largest in the country, is a no-brainer. We rolled the dice. But before that even opened, which is just now getting ready to open, I've got retailers in there that have been there going on five years now, waiting for this thing to open. They're doing number one numbers better than some of the best cities in Cincinnati. So, for instance, I've got a retailer who has two locations. He's doing almost double the numbers in the city of Hamilton. So what happens is all of a sudden you're putting in this restaurant that nobody has anything in and the city doesn't have anything like it. And you start to see everybody in the city says, you know what, we're going to support our restaurants in this city. So they all want to spend their money there. How many times have you been in your hometown and you go, God, I wish there was a pool place I could spend my money at and go buy a steak or something like that, but you got to drive. So being a big fish in a small pond is a very good thing. A lot of people say, I want to go into these areas where it's, it's the hippest town right now. Well, at some point, that town was not the coolest town. It had to be built like that. So why would you want to open up where there's 10 hot dog places, 10 burger places, 10 pizza places? Open up where they're the only one and be the one that initiates that and see what happens. That's a good point. Is there a target age group that you want to attract? Is it 18 to 24, 25 to 34, mid-30s, 40s? What's the target that spends the money at all these bars, restaurants, and boutique stores? We try to have that targeted at your young professionals between your 25 to 45 mark. And what we're seeing is there's a lot of empty nesters that are saying all the kids are gone. They're having their own families. We're tired of taking care of this big house. We want to be able to come home, not do any yard work, have a beer and walk back upstairs. So we're getting a lot of mixed demographics, which is crazy. We didn't really plan on that, but it's kind of cool because you got mom and dad that just want to have fun here. And then you've got a young professional and then you got the kids right out of college that just graduated and everybody seems to be very happy. It's a big mix. And it was kind of shocking to us because we had our eyes set on certain demographics, but it's been very nice. Great tenants and to see mom and dad get rid of that four bedroom house they don't need anymore is kind of neat to them too. They get to have more time to have fun and just kind of enjoy life. That is cool. That's what I want to do when I grow up, live in one of your communities with the bars downstairs and the shops in walking distance. 
We'll get back to the show with first some sponsors I'm confident you'll find value in learning more about. Are you a real estate investor looking to break into the multifamily investing space? Have you heard of MFIN Con happening in Charlotte, North Carolina, June 12th through the 14th? The Multifamily Investor Nation Convention is a place to learn from over 60 high-level apartment investors while networking with more than 700 additional investors. If that's not enough for you, A-Rod, yep, Alex Rodriguez, 12-time Major League Baseball All-Star with over $700 million of commercial real estate assets, will be live and in person speaking at the event. Also speaking is the one and only Dr. Robert Cialdini, the godfather of influence and the award-winning author. I personally love his books. So be sure to secure your tickets to this live in-person event before they're gone. Go to MFINCon.com for more details. Sponsorship opportunities are also available. Visit MFINCON.com today. Use the promo code BESTEVER to get $200 off your tickets. That's MFINCON.com. Now, Pete, your responsibility is getting tenants. For a lot of these commercial buildings, yeah. how do you convince them to roll the dice alongside of you? Well, a perfect example is, for instance, it's kind of crazy, but I overheard somebody that was at a football game recently. And I won't mention the, the tenant's name or anything like that, but a friend of mine was at a restaurant and he overheard the manager saying, God, we'd love to come to Cincinnati. So he called me and said, hey, you're not going to believe this. We're at this cool, cool place eating and they were mentioned Cincinnati. So what I do, I got on the phone the next day, called him. He didn't, didn't call me back, waited another day, sent him an email. And actually the following day at eight in the morning, I get a call and it's the owner of this place. And two days later, they're in Cincinnati touring. Today, right before I came on, I got an email saying, let's get an LOI together. So you got to be very aggressive. You got to think out of the box. We try to go after tenants that are going to be a fit for the community that we're going into. So we try to ask people that are in the community, what would you like to see here? And we try to stay away from the big chains. We try to keep it more of a cool mom and pop type feel, but you just got to go out and be aggressive. What I did doesn't happen all the time, but it sure happened. And it was a home run for us. Yeah. Pete and I have been friends for quite a while. I was lucky enough to witness that phone call. He did it in front of us. And it's an iconic East Coast restaurant that he just literally called up, went through the dial directory, right? Hit the buttons yeah, to yeah, get just to Google, just Google it. Yeah, get to the right person and left a voicemail. And sure enough, they called him back. So taking that initiative, that's important. Just getting out there and putting yourself out there. Do you have to, at times, convince people to take a chance, let them know what you're doing? Is it a sales process or is it just presenting? and waiting for them to come around? First, you got to sell yourself, I think, and gain the trust of some people. And I think it's easy to do. There's a lot of people out there that you're going to get calls every day. But the biggest thing is to be humble, be honest, be a little upfront with people and let them know that, hey, I know you're not thinking of this area. And then once you get them out there, they go, well, you know what? I like this guy. He's be honest with me. Uh, let's give him a chance. A lot of people don't understand anything about Hamilton or about the sports complex. The place that I called when you were there, they had their eyes set on one of the hottest cities, which is called Oakley or Hyde Park in Cincinnati. Well, everybody goes there. Everybody has a restaurant there. There's 20, 30 different restaurants of every type of food you can think of. And we convinced them to come to Hamilton. Once I got him out there, he's seen the site and the vision that I saw years ago. And now he's starting to understand. And so you got to sometimes walk him through what's coming, show them what's going to be there. Just talking about it or sending an email, everybody does that. you got to get these people out there, walk them, talk to them, show them how excited you are about a site and what the benefits of it can be, and then get them introduced to the city manager. 
The reason we like that place is because the city manager, city council, everybody's amazing. When we did our tour, I had a council member there, city manager there, the assistant city manager, you name it, they were there on our tour and that really knocked the socks off of them. And and now we're going to do an LOI probably soon. Yeah. And on our last call, we dove into this and you've taught me how important it is to have the city leadership pro-business wanting to help attract the right tenants and really just putting the effort out there. We've seen other towns and municipalities where city council is divided. They're not on the same page. The city council meetings are just a crap show and nothing gets done in those towns. They're still sleepy little towns, right? Um, Now, a lot of best ever listeners have to be wondering, and I thought this for a long time too. I'm like, all right, I missed the boat on Hamilton. But in reality, you helped me get a building under contract a week ago. And it's in one of the hottest areas, like you said, in the tri-state. How does somebody get into Hamilton or the hotspot, Nashville, Miami, when everything seems to be blowing up and they think they missed the boat? How do you still get a deal? You got to find somebody like myself. And I'm not doing that, saying that to two by one, because I'm not like that. But you got to find somebody that's passionate about the area. If you go into a city and you're going to visit it and go, man, this is great. Try to find somebody that knows the city. Interview a couple brokers, see who you like. But what I did for you is the city actually came to me and said, Hey, this building's going up for sale. Do you know anybody to be interested? So, right away, because I knew you and I knew the significance of Hamilton, it was kind of almost like a pocket listing. And before I knew it, you were in there literally the next day and you made an offer and probably got one of the best deals I've seen in Hamilton. So, sometimes it's just luck, but you got to really go out there and find somebody that's from that area that knows the area and stay in contact with that person. Because if we didn't stay in contact and know each other. I probably would have went to the next person, but I called you first. So it's all kind of luck, but you got to do a little bit of your homework too. All right. I'm going to put your feet to the fire. You sure. just relocate to Memphis, Tennessee, and Memphis is absolutely on fire. Everyone else is relocated there. It's the hottest town around. You not knowing anybody, what are your immediate steps to try to procure real estate? You want to buy real estate for yourself. I think what I would do is one, talk to the locals there. Say there's the hottest bar, but then there's a lot next to it empty. A lot of times when you go to a city like this, you got a bunch of big wigs that come in and people are hesitant to even meet with you. Try to become friendly with somebody that knows the person that owns that property. Try to make a relationship with them. Don't go in overconfident. What I like to do, I always bring a bottle of Kentucky bourbon with me. And I like to say, hey, look, I just want to give you a bottle of bourbon. Let's talk over some business, but let's make it friendly. Things like that. Think out of the box. If you can get a meeting set up with the person that actually owns it instead of going through 10 different outlets and make a friendship with them, that person's going to sell you that property before they would to anybody else. So I would find the properties that I think would be one of the best, try to find out who owns it and go around everybody and try to get to that person and try to set up a meeting, become friends with them, try to convince them to see me at least once and then try to sell yourself to get in there to, to make an offer. So use unconventional methods to build your network in that locality. Pretty much. I mean, yeah, don't do what everyone else is doing. Yeah, don't do what everybody else is doing. Everybody else is going to call the number on the sign. You know what I do? I think out of the box. I'll send you a gift basket, say something funny on it, and say, Cincinnati has the worst wings in the world. We would love to have something that people would actually enjoy eating. Things like that and just make them laugh. What they're going to do is they're going to call you because you stand out. Don't just call up your broker and say, we're interested in this. You got to think out of the box. You got to stand out. If you want to get in there and get in good and get that property, you got to do more than just make a phone call. Yeah, don't call and say, I'm new in town. I want your best deals. Give me no, they're going to laugh. Listings. 
Yeah. Make a relationship. If I come into your town and act like I know everything, it's not going to work. You've got to go in. you got to do your due diligence. You've got to understand who owns what. A lot of times it could be a brother that owns a piece of property. He don't want to sell it because he hates the broker that the brother's working for. Things like that. You just got to really take your time. But that stuff pays off just like it did for you on the spot that we got you. That's a home run. Yeah. And the power is in the network. It is in the network. You've got to really know who you're talking to and make sure that person is a good person that, that knows people that is not just kind of blowing smoke to get a commission. And you kind of will stay with that person. Be loyal, but you got to do your homework. Going into a new city is hard. But once you find that person that knows the right people, it's not going to be some broker to make a phone call to. It's going to be somebody's uncle or cousin or brother that knows this person and they're going to connect you. And then before you know it, you just got a piece of property for a quarter of what you thought. Pete, a lot of our listeners are in the residential and multifamily space. What advice would you give to them to try to get into non-residential commercial, whether it's office, retail? I think that what people get scared about is that they don't understand commercial. To me, if I was going to break into being new and coming from residential, if you're going to break into some commercial, start with a small warehouse or start with a small strip center or just maybe even a converted by level or something like that that's now office space. And you'd be surprised. People need places like that just as much as they need a place to live. So I would start off small, something that's got a nice visibility, but don't be scared of that stuff because commercial to me is a lot easier to maintain. It's a longer lease. And really, I think it's easier to make your money back on commercial side. And we don't have showers, pets, and kids. We have- You don't have showers, pets, kids. You don't have- any type of bugs to deal with. You don't have any type of eviction stuff. Very rarely do you. But other than that, it's just the tenants. It's the way they're making their money. So it's easier to rent that stuff out. And to me, it's just an easier way to maintain property and things like that. The commercial side is pretty much the only way I would go. Yeah, I agree. And once you have an investor who's gone from residential, even multifamily to commercial, they never go back to residential. Residential is great. I manage 25 high-end homes on the side, and it's the biggest headache, probably more than any I deal with. Commercial, if somebody has a problem, it's fixed the next day. Residential, I feel like I'm dealing with these people more than anything else that's going on in my life. So it's a lot of work. Commercial to me is 50% less work and a lot more return. Yeah. Great advice, Pete. Thanks for your time again. How did the best ever listeners get a hold of you? You can reach us at the Perfect Small Office. Dot com. I'm in the Springdale location. Reach out to me for any questions. I'd be more than happy to help. Anything that you can think of, I'd be more than happy to give you some advice on if I can help you out. And we love doing it. Pete Montgomery, thank you so much for your time again. Dropping some great knowledge second time around. Thank you for your time. Asha, I appreciate it and look forward to you opening that new spot soon. Yes, sir. Best ever listeners, thank you so much for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a five-star review. Share this podcast with someone you think can benefit from it. Also, follow, subscribe, and have a best ever day. Hi, best ever listeners. Joe Fairless here again. And one last thing before you go, would you like to receive a short weekly email with proven tips from experienced investors, free tools and resources, and a roundup of the week's most relevant news and best ever content? Well, if so... Join the community of nearly 15,000 commercial real estate passive and active investors who receive the best ever newsletter. Just go to bestevercre.com forward slash access and you'll get the very next one. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And as always, thank you for listening and have a best ever day.